Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever it is that you have decided to make um, Big Sky Sports a part of your day, I really appreciate it. You found the only podcast in America that is devoted to covering all things Arizona sports, but I'm not based in Arizona, so it makes it a little bit difficult. I'm based in Big Sky Country, Billings, Montana. Welcome to Big Sky Sports Talk. I really appreciate it, as I said. Um, trying something new. I want to try an uh, intro that kind of covers a lot of the intro music. Because I really like my intro music, but I don't use a lot of it. And I'm, I'm not trying to copycat, and I don't think he'll ever listen um, but I'm not trying to copycat Doug Franz Unplugged, um, and I talk about his show a lot. Excuse me. Coughs are still going, um, but uh, he does a really, really cool intro, and he's still getting the hang of it, um, but I think he has a little bit less um, to work with as far as the time, and the goal is is what um what we call in the business hitting the post basically talking um throughout your intro music and then right as it fades out um and ends on its own or i i mean i can fade it out and, and whatnot um but that takes more thinking and more timing and production on on my end um, but I, I'd rather just have what Yoda made for me just go and then um, it fade out and then like I have one last like two words um, and it's harder to um, describe to every, anybody listening but um, anyway I'll try to work on something. I don't know if I can. Um, my sound uh, intro is uh, two and a half minutes long, which is a lot of time to talk. I just now got to two minutes and 40 seconds um, right now. So it's it's a while. Um, but the good news is I can blabber about if I want to uh, uh, before it's over. Um, so that, that, that is the good news. But anyway, I hope everybody is doing good. A lot going on, um, in today's show. Um, but before I get into that, um, for those that are unfamiliar for who I am in, in this show, my name is David Murphy. I am the host of Big Sky Sports Talk based in Billings, Montana. It's a recent move that I've made. Um, and to kind of catch you up on a couple of different things that's happening in my life, I like to try to, you know, uh, say hello and tell you a, a, a quick story and then, then we jump right into it. But um, what's happened to me is um, stuff that's not too fun um, to deal with. And that would be um, the fact that um, my Chrysler uh, pretty much crapped out on me um and then i've recently bought a 97 um chevrolet blazer and it has 225,000 miles i'm not too worried about the miles older vehicles um and i've had this conversation with a 
uh, a friend of the show. Um, I like to call uh, a friend of the show anyway, even even though uh, he might not listen all the time. But you know, he he's a friend of the show. But anyway, um, he you know these newer vehicles, GM and uh, you know Chevrolet. Uh, G, so GM with you know General Motors, Chevrolet, you know, and and, and everything under the GM branch. Along with uh, Dodge and Ford, it's kind of gone downhill it, uh, in in a lot of different ways. Um, just having conversation with different people, um, they're more about technology and less about you know how the vehicle runs and how long it's going to last you. Um, this is a kind of a secondhand story, but apparently a lot of people had this issue when when uh, my friend. Um, was looking for a vehicle to upgrade his vehicle uh, for a bigger vehicle as he's, you know, having family and, and uh, you know, expanding his family, that is. Um, you know, he was kind of shopping around and originally was going to go with, you know, one of those uh, three, a G- GM vehicle, vehicle, excuse me, um, Ford, uh, Chevy or, or even I don't think he was going to Dodge he's had a bad experience with Dodge but um, it, the you know the foreign vehicles seem to be lasting a lot longer I guess is kind of where I'm going with and it's kind of flipped where the more American made like like a Chevy and GM were like had like 50 to 70 percent somewhere in there it might not be that high but it's more than what you you know the foreign vehicles of course american made um and it seems that they kind of gone downhill for how long you know the vehicles are lasting you they're they're all about technology and and safety which is great um but they're not lasting as long um my dad um the a truck that i stupidly um, traded in for a truck that I no longer have because it has uh, since been um, repossessed um, was a 2000 model um, Chevrolet 1500. If I had, and the reason why I parted with it is because I did have a lot of more recent, um, or at the time, recent issues. And I'm like, man, it's costing me a lot of money. It might be time to move on. Um and uh, I did like an idiot. I loved the vehicle that I had, but um, well, you know, you know what happens when you get you know something repossessed. I um, I hope it doesn't happen to you, and if it has, um, then you know what I've gone through. But uh, um, it would probably still be running. I I would I have a strong belief that it still would be. And, um, a lot of the newer vehicles are not. And so anyway, I got this Chevrolet Blazer 97 model, um, or 97 year and, uh, it, uh, 225,000 miles. I'm not too worried about, you know, that, you know, some mileage scares a lot of people, but I'm not because I know, again, some of the older vehicles, they're made better, um, and this one wasn't mechanically. Um, it seems to have 
not been taken care of super, super well, or, you know, they just ignored some issues like, um, you know, the engine runs well and it runs smooth, but I just, you know, I, it was listed for 800. The lady said, Hey, if you want it today and you, if you get it today, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give it to you for four. So can't beat that. Um, and I already knew going into it that it didn't have, um, or the brakes were bad, but she, when I got there, she said there, the brakes are pretty much gone. And well, they were, so I got the brakes, um, taken care of. And, um, my, my mechanic down here, um, said there are some other issues, um, that you can get by with right now, but I would address them soon and maybe little by little if you can. Um, you know, we know that um, not everybody has, you know, a bunch of money to drop. So, um, needless to say, um, you, even though 400 was good, maybe I'll be putting more into it than I was anticipating. But that's where we are um, now. Have, uh, you know, this, this vehicle and, and, and I'm going to try to get it going if not then I might uh, go a different route for an, another vehicle if it's still available, but we'll see. So, anyway, um, that that's that. Um, but we got a, got a lot uh, going on. Um, got some Cardinals um, today. More Cardinals news than anything. Um, and uh, Diamondbacks. And I think there was something else. Um I I don't have um and on the top of my head I don't I need to write things down but I work better off the cuff but apparently not um even <laughs> apparently I still don't work that well off the cuff either but I think the main thing was that and if there's anything else well you know I timestamp so you'll see it um so anyway um that's next on uh Sports, uh, sports. See, there I go again. I got to make remake that uh, advertisement, by the way. Um, so you've already heard from Anchor at the beginning of the show. Um, this is Big Sky Sports Talk, but uh, that um, all that is up next on uh, Big Sky Sports, uh, and uh, we'll we'll get the show going. I appreciate it. All right, welcome back to Big Sky Sports Talk. Um, uh, Cardinals and Diamondbacks is all that it, uh, it is. I uh, double checked my um, my notes. I, I have you know kind of you know notes on on my phone, but I don't really have anything written out like a a paper in front of me or anything like that. Um, but so we're gonna start with uh, some Diamondbacks and. They uh, played uh, pretty good um, out of the break. They actually uh, won their first uh, series out of the uh, out of the break um, in pretty 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 convincing uh, fashion. Uh, first game, um, it was uh, ten to one over the Nationals, and then uh, then they won again. Uh, 
uh, Saturday, uh, seven to two, and then uh, lost on Sunday, uh, four to three. So won the series two to one. Um, and so we'll get into the uh, ten to one uh, shellacking. Um, now I say that this is a team that is. Um, uh, 10, 10 games under 500, the Diamondbacks are, um, well, um, hold on, uh, 11, uh, 11 games under 500, um, uh, they're 41 and 52, and they're playing against a Nationals team that's worse than they are, uh, 10 games worse, 31 and uh, 64. So, I mean, winning 10 to 1 is really, really good. Bats were um, were alive, um, and it started in the third, uh, four, four runs um, in, the, uh, in the third were scored. Um, and then another run in the fifth, um, another in the sixth, uh, seventh, there was another, and then in the eighth was uh, pretty big, um, and, and the last bit of scoring um, is where they would get their um, eight, nine, and ten runs in the, uh, in, the eight, or in the bottom of the eighth, and the only run um for Washington was the top of the ninth um so 10 to 1 uh former Diamondback Patrick Corbin with the loss Zach Gallen was just absolutely um masterful um and uh having said that uh I'll go ahead and and I got some sound uh regarding um you know uh Zach Gallen and uh, that I'm going to uh, play um, real quick. Um, well, hold on. Let me let me do this real quick. This is uh, the stats for Zach Gallon. Seven innings pitched, two hits, uh, zero runs, zero walks, all um, seven strikeouts. And this is. Uh, you know, just kind of how it uh, it sounded like um, for for Zach Gallon. This is the sound that I wanted to play real quick. Just a a couple of uh, seconds, really. Um, and so here here it is. Thirtieth, and boy, he was locked in our nationwide Vision Center eye on the game. Seven scoreless. Gave up only two hits, both singles, no walks. He punched down seven. Good as we've seen Zach Allen for a long time. He's always had great stuff tonight. He used it really well. I mentioned it earlier in the ballgame. It, it appeared he was using his fastball around the edges to set up the off-speed pitches in the strike zone. Whatever his theory was tonight, it worked to perfection.
Um, sorry for that blank there. Um, that's the second time I've done that. There, God. Um, I've been talking for a couple minutes. Helps when you unmute your mic. Um, but anyway, that that was the brief thing on uh, Zach, uh, um, um, Zach Allen. Or Zach Gallen, excuse me. Zach Allen, defensive end for the Cardinals. Zach Gallen, um, pitcher for the Diamondbacks. But anyway, uh, sound credits. Um, Bally Sports is going to get be a lot of the sound I'm going to get for uh, the Diamondbacks. And then for the Cardinals is going to be um, uh, 98.7. Um, I'll, I'll have some things from them. And then the uh, YouTube page uh, for... Um, the Arizona Cardinals, as well as azcardinals.com. So, um, and if there's anything else that I play, I'll give credit to them. Um, anyway, 10 to 1. I mean, there's not much really to say. Zach uh, Gallon, 5 and 2. Um, he gets the win. Um, and that is his record. Um, now, uh, jumping to. The uh, second game, um, seven to two for the Diamondbacks. Um, so back to back wins coming from the break, and then Mad Bum actually worth a little something. He is actually worth a little something. Um, he uh, improves his record to six and nine, um, scoring uh, runs uh, one in the first. Uh, t- uh, another in the second, Washington. They uh, would would score one in the third, making it one to two. Um, and then uh, bottom of the fourth, a run would score. Um, bottom of the sixth, a run would score. Or no, excuse me. Bottom of the sixth, um, three runs would score. Uh, runs four, five, and uh, and uh, six and seven. So four. Excuse me. Four runs would score. My math is wrong. Um, uh, all in the sixth. And then um, Washington would get one more in the top of the eighth, and that would be it. So seven to two. Um, but uh, here is uh, what it sounded like the last out. Um, and uh, uh, four, or excuse me, um, the last out, do I have the last out? I can't remember if I have the last out or not. Um, ba 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 let me get to it. Um, and I did want to read Mad Bum's, uh, stats too, um, Mad Bum was eight innings pitch, uh, four hits, uh, two earned runs, and nine strikeouts. Um, so there is, uh, there's that. Let me let me uh, get the sound for Mad Bum going as well.
starting to become a lot more fun for him. You know, and, and it's fun when you're throwing the ball well. Obviously, when you're as great as when you're as great as Madison Bumgarner has been, but you're really starting to him to, to see him enjoy his stroll to the mound but, you know, every time he takes the mound. So uh, good to have him back. It's cool to watch. Uh, two and a half years into his tenure here, as you see the you see that Soto had no answer for it. Just the painting. He he was painting yeah. and no walks. No walks, nine strikeouts. He was hammering the inside corner, the outside corner. He was elevating when he needed to. And then he had all his pitches. We talked about Zach Gallon last night having everything working. Madison Bumgarner was exactly the same tonight. He had everything working, just dominant through. Uh, um, next thing I was going to play, and again, I didn't, I, I guess I'm just not going to mute my mic anymore. I keep on forgetting to do that. God almighty. Uh, but the reason why I'm doing that is because I'm doing other things behind the mic. I'm getting other things going and ready or trying to. And anyway, um, eight innings pitch is what the rest of that was going to say eight, uh, from Mark Grace there. Um, but uh, one thing that happened in the game, Victor Robles uh, hit a, a home run and uh, basically just tie, you know brought the game um, second run for Washington and admired it. Well, Mad Bum, he didn't like that too much. What did you think of uh, Robles' reaction to that home run? As a clown. Golly. No shame. No shame. Like, it's 7-1. You hear third homer of the year, you act like Barry Bonds breaking the record. Clean it up. I don't care about getting up the run. Nobody. I mean, hell, we won seven to two, eight to two, whatever it was. Uh, it's uh, frustrating. That's the. I'm the old grumpy guy, I know. But that type of stuff didn't. That didn't used to happen. Now it's. It's. That's ridiculous. Didn't forget this time. Oh goodness, I got to get used to that. But I, I really want to. So, uh, um. In the uh, second, <laughs> in the um, later in the in the next uh, game um, on Sunday, uh, Sunday's game was actually the game that Diamondbacks had lost. Um, Victor heard about it, and and then of course uh, had had uh, uh, put uh, something on his uh, a red nose, a clown nose on his. Uh, um, face and I'll play that here in a second. But um, four to three, uh, could Dimex couldn't get the sweep. Um, uh, a very rare Joe Mantiply with the with the loss. Um, uh, Diamondbacks would score two runs in the first. Washington would score um, one or no, excuse me. Um, 
yeah, one in the fourth. Diamondbacks would answer with one more in the fourth, one to three now. Uh, Washington would uh, score another in the sixth, um, making it two to three, and then another in the third, tying it up, and then in the top of the eighth, um, uh, getting the last run that they would need, um, four to three. So uh, back to... um, Victor. So here is uh, Victor's response, and then the guy's talking about him um, wearing his red clown nose uh, and and trying to uh, troll Mad Bum's comments from Saturday night. The upper 90s, and the Nationals have had trouble catching up to good fastballs in this series. Here is Victor Robles, who... uh... Madison Bumgarner called a clown after last night's ball game for celebrating a otherwise meaningless home run late in the game. And so he, that that's just uh, him with a uh, clown nose, and he's you know strutting around in, in their uh, um, in their um, dugout in the Washington dugout. Um, the other thing that I wanted to kind of get to involving the Diamondbacks is the uh, draft happened. Um, Diamondbacks had the second pick in the um, in the draft, and um, so some more um, Diamondbacks uh, on, on that. But uh, uh, here is um, the, the, not the selection, but uh, some an interview. During um, Sunday's game, excuse me, um, with uh, Drew Jones, a son of um, Andrew Jones, um, I, and I think I've always pronounced it Andrew because I think that's how he pronounced it, but I'm not sure um, um, because he ha- he spelled it very very weird, but it was you know basically said. Um, it was basically said, um, Andrew or, um, you know, whatever. But uh, let me get to it in just the interview, um, talking about the selection of Drew Jones. And, and a lot of people, people arguably believe that he was the best player. Um, Baltimore had the first pick. I can't remember who they selected. I didn't watch the draft, didn't follow it too much. Um, I don't know a lot of the players, so, you know, there's that. But um, a lot of people believe that um, that Diamondbacks got a really good player. In fact, they've already signed him. Um, you know, uh, if they sign him, basically he can't go to college. I think he was very interested in, in going, but, uh, um, you know, passed it up and, and will be uh, with the Diamondbacks uh, early on um or earlier than expected rather um i want to get to that interview so here is um uh, with uh mark grace and jody jackson jody jackson with uh drew jones um he is the second overall pick in the 2022 mlb draft selected by the diamondbacks and so um here is an interview, and I think I have some other things I was going to play um, as well. But uh, 
let's go ahead with the interview first. I, I feel like that's a little bit more important. Drew Jones joining us right now. And Drew, I know this is your first trip to Chase Field. You've already, though, been in the outfield shagging balls. You've took some swings. He's talked to the media, Gracie, already a couple times. So thanks for stopping by, number one. Yeah, thank you, guys. It's been a whirlwind. How are you feeling today? I'm good. I'm ecstatic to be here. It's a great time. I mean, you know, I can only imagine just it's been really the last week that's probably been crazy for you, right? Can you tell me what it was like on draft day? Um, I mean, leading up to draft day, there was a lot of talk about what was going to happen and where I was going to go, but I mean, this is the place I wanted to be, and I'm glad to be here, and then draft night was just one of those experiences I'm never going to get back, and it was a lot of fun. Well, Jody, you can tell he's already pretty good, pretty savvy with the media, so... Uh, he is. So, well... Yeah, I'm going to date myself, folks. Yes, I played against his father for a lot of years, and uh, you look just like your father, and that's a compliment. I remember your dad being a unbelievable combination of power, speed, defense, longevity. One of these days, your dad is going to be in the Hall of Fame, and I hope you're going to be there, too, with him. But the one thing I remember most about your dad, when I would get up to the plate, nobody played a more shallow center field than Andrew Jones. Did, are you a chip off that old block? Do you play shallow, or do you play a little deeper? Um, he tells me to play a little bit more shallow than, Does he? than I, I would like. But, um, and you still couldn't get it over his head. It, oh, it used to really get under my skin, Jody. Trust me. <laughs> Well, and then the grace, I know, too, that you seem to, those natural instincts that, yeah, some of it, of course, comes from your father, but it's a physical ability. And, and Drew, how much, I mean, you rely on that, but obviously you've honed your skills all these years to get to this point. How much work have you been putting in all your life? Um, I mean, it, every day is a grind. You know, you go out there and you try to compete every day and just make sure that um, you're ready to go every time. And these moments are the moments that you're not going to get back. So being able to be in this situation and be where I'm at right now. Hold on, got some technical issues. I don't know what's going on. Give me a second to get it going. I don't know why that's just stopped. It's kind of annoying when stuff just stops. It's not like a an ad or anything like that. It just, well, stopped. Oh my goodness, this technology is annoying. Have something going really well and then, you know, well, just stops. You know, for no reason. Um, so let's try to get that going um, back again. So here's the red. I got it going. Here it is. Ken Griffey Jr. Always talked about how he grew up in Major League clubhouses. Were you one of those uh, players' sons? Were you always in a Major League clubhouse, or did you do, do your own thing when you were a kid? Um, I mean, I was pretty young when my dad was in his career. Um, I pretty much only remember the White Sox and the Yankees. And I, I was see. only like 9 or 10 or 11. So. Why the graphic is up, I did want to. Um, why I have it. Uh, Drew Jones, 6'4", 180 pounds. Uh from uh, Wasalen High School in Georgia, 
bats right, throws right, son of um, 10-time Gold Glove um, winner Andrew Jones. And then this is why I said that he had a interesting, um, and I always called him Andrew because um, it was like A-N-D-R-U. And it's only a couple of letters different. But anyway, um, he was the Gatorade uh, uh, Georgia High School Player of the Year. And uh, he actually committed to uh, Vanderbilt. Um, so that's where he was going. So sorry, Vandy, you're not um, getting uh, Drew Jones. He has signed his contract. But anyway, here's here's the rest of that. I just wanted to read that off real quick. I mean, I kind of grew up in it, but not really as much as people think I did. But, um, I mean, being able to be around different guys and see different players and stuff like that, it means a lot. But Well, if you're with the, in there with the White Sox, that would have been Ozzie Guillen as the manager, right? Yeah. I, I know he picked on you. Um, yeah, a little bit. Still to this day he does. So. <laughs> Yeah, and now we're seeing some pictures as well. And, of course, your dad, a five-time All-Star, ten-time gold lover. Let's hear now from Mom and Dad. I had the chance to catch up with them earlier today out on the field, and uh, it was really more about them being parents on this very special day. Okay, we're going to hear from, from them in just a moment. But, you know, when I think about getting to this point, I asked your mom, too, just about, you know, you have the physical tools, but it's also, it is a grind, right? And you get to this point, but it's also been a lot of fun, I'm sure. How much are you preparing yourself mentally now for where you're going to, you know, go in the minor league system and, and prepare for this as just an 18-year-old? Um, I mean, I'm, I think I'm ready to go. I'm mentally ready. been mentally preparing myself all season with different scouts coming to different games. You know, you have like 15 plus people there, which is a lot different than normal. But um, I mean, I think I'm ready to go. I'm ready to be out there. I'm excited. I think we have now the interviews with your parents again. It was fun to get a chance to chat with them. Uh, we'll hear from Andrew and Nicole. Oh, man, today is awesome. I mean, I'm so proud of him, um, the man he become and um, the journey that he's chasing. So um, just be be happy to be here. And, um, you know, this is a great organization for him, and I'm looking forward to see what the, the future dictate for him. All that's run through my brain the last few days is just, wow, we've been at this since he was three years old, and for it to come here is just the total payoff and just everything he dreamed of. So it has. It's sort of like watching your life flash before your eyes in slow motion though. I imagine you're pretty grateful for them, aren't you, Drew? I am. They're they're great parents. I'm around my mom a lot more than my dad, but um, I mean, she means a lot to me, and just being able to hear her talk about me in that way means a lot. Yeah, moms have, you know, especially your dad playing ball. I mean, you, you know, she bears the brunt of driving you around, getting you where you need to go, all of that stuff. Yeah, but um, I mean, it means a lot because she's been there for me every step of the way, and, and I mean, to continue to have her on my side means a lot. Yeah. Real quick, Drew, uh, have you been told, has anybody told you where your professional career is going to start? Um, what ACL. city? ACL, uh, so Scott. Oh, okay, so out here. Yeah. Uh, out yeah. here. Gotcha, gotcha. I coached in that league. Okay, it's a yeah. little warm this time of year. Yeah, I mean, so just uh, just understand that. Just got to drink water. There you go. A lot of shade, exactly. See that? Unlike where you're from in uh, in Georgia, it's dry heat, it's, yeah. it, but it's still a, a, very, a very strong heat. But, you know, so you were out there in the outfield. I got to tell the story because one of the balls during BP uh, hit the rafters and you're out there and those guys tell me what this experience was like and what happened there um i mean it's a different
different experience to be around those guys. I mean, I did it when I was younger. I was only eight, so it's a lot different. I mean, I was probably just hanging around my dad. But being around those types of guys and being in this position, that means a lot. But um, uh, Peralta was trying to get one of the balls into the Raptors, and he said if I dropped it, he was going to make me take them take the entire outfield out to dinner. So, but, um, <laughs> I mean, I was able to catch it. I mean, you caught it, though, yeah, didn't you? It's a lot different. Um, it's a high ceiling, and, and hitting the Raptors is different. But That's was, impressive, yeah, by the a, way. You've never been here. You just played the ball off the Raptors. So. Yeah, there I, it I, is. I, oh, <laughs> it's in the Raptors now. Good shoestring catch there. Attaboy. Yeah, I, I lost a couple um, up there. I mean, they were shooting them pretty high. I mean, they were trying to get them up there. So that's a lot different than what I'm used to. But. How about the batter's eye here? I saw you take some swings. Uh, at least one went out, I saw. I was kind of doing multiple things, but how, how did you like hitting here? Um, it's nice. Uh, the backdrop's really comfortable. It's a no, great batter's eye. Yeah, there's no... There's, you see every stitch on the ball. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, there's uh, there's no shadows, so that means makes it a lot easier. And Jody, the Angels are singing as we have him here uh, with us here on the pregame show. This so this is, is working out great. <laughs> I think it's Star Wars night starting. They upped the audio system here a little bit on that. I do want to ask you, though, too, there was a big crowd uh, at batting practice of fans that are kind of behind a, a, a rope, and, and they wanted your autograph, and you went right over to them. I thought that was really cool. You you didn't probably have to do that, but you did. You already met some fans. Um, yeah, I mean, I signed a couple, and I tried not to, I mean, I tried to get to everybody but obviously I didn't have enough time to do that. So, But, I mean, it means a lot to have people like that behind you and just know that they're going to support you throughout your entire career. Have you practiced your autograph? Uh, yeah, a little bit. You will. You'll practice <laughs> yeah. it, trust me. So, on this, you know, this is a big-time night. We hear the pageantry going on. You're going to do the ceremonial first pitch. Nice. We're going to see the arm a little bit there. Uh, are Don't you, bounce it. Have you done one before? Uh, I have. I went to the Gwinnett County, which is where my school is. They had a couple of like, people that um, were all-state guys come out and throw the first pitch, and I was able to do that. And it, was a, it was a good experience. It's a lot different uh, at an MLB park versus a AAA stadium and different fan type, but, I mean, it's still going to be a lot of fun. Drew, thanks for coming up here. Best of luck to you, young yeah, man. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate right, it. Man. Pleasure it's been meeting great you. Great talking to you, Drew. Appreciate your time. So Drew Jones there. Um a great interview. Um and uh you know, drafted uh uh by um the Diamondbacks. And so really, really cool. Um great interview there. And uh, yes, it was Star Wars night. And uh, really cool. But uh, I'm excited. Um, I know you can't see what I saw. Um, but, uh, you know, he had a, you know, so they showed some footage of his batting practice and, and, and the catch that they were talking about. It was exactly as Mark Gray said, uh, right at the shoestrings. Uh, you know, just he, you know, did some light fielding, you know, out there just having fun. And uh, the ball hit the rafters, so he's playing it off the rafters. He's he's pretty deep, and then he, you know, sprints to where the ball is and just boom, right there, grabs it. So, I mean, I know that's just you know um, not a game situation, but you as a fan, uh, you get excited. So, um, that is uh, pretty much everything I have on Diamondbacks, um, and. Uh, um, I could talk about tonight's game. It's already over, but I will not. I'll do it another day. Um, but up next, some Cardinals. Two pieces of Cardinals news um, is mainly what we're talking about. And uh, that's going to be all up next on 
Big Sky Sports Talk. All right. Welcome back to uh, Big Sky Sports Talk. Uh, I hope you enjoyed, uh, you know, that the Diamondbacks. I hadn't done a whole lot of them and, um, you know, a good uh, almost 30 minutes of Diamondbacks there. Um, I'm going to play something um, that's uh, unrelated to um, anything Arizona Cardinals except for a former player of the uh, Cardinals and uh, uh, Ron Wolfley. But uh, this, I'm just going to go ahead and, and just play it. Um, and then I'll explain it after it's played. Isaiah. Ron Wolfley. Oh, my brother. How are you doing, Isaiah? I'm good, and you? Come on. You, 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 Wedbuster? You, Wedbuster? <laughs> Come here, man. Let me give you a hug. There you go. How you doing, big guy? I'm doing really, really well. Really well. Speaking of, did you see this? This is the bag they gave me. They wanted to give to you, and it's got some swag in it that I think you're really gonna like. I think there's some polos in there. I think maybe a t-shirt, maybe uh, a hat. You know who Dave Pesci is. Yes. Great play-by-play guy, right? Yes. So remember this, Isaiah. The play-by-play guy always follows the ball. He always follows the ball, and he calls what's going on around the ball, where the color analyst mm-hmm. talks about everything else yes. around it. That's my job. That's what I do. Why did they take fullbacks away after 1991? Yeah, you know what? It's interesting. Yeah, fullbacks. This this kid knows what he's talking about right here. Okay. Yes. Uh, 1991. Yeah. You know what? It has it has declined since 1991. But guess what? What? It's coming back. The fullback is coming back. There are 20, there are 22 teams in the National Football League. Make sure you get this. There are 22 teams in the National Football League that actually have a fullback on their roster. Here you go, bud. Here, here's the Cardinals bag. It's a Cardinals bag. And believe me, they put that stuff in there because I know no, I have no concept of that. Oh, there it is. Hey, I got to tell you about this hat. This is a brand new Cardinals hat. Hold it for a minute right here. It's a brand new Cardinals hat, and it's camouflage. It's got all these different colors on it, but it's the colors of the Cardinals. It's red and black and white and gray, and it's got the Cardinal logo. Feel it, the Cardinal logo right there in the front of it. It's one of the coolest hats, and it's new, and it's selling really well. I consider this to be the beginning of a friendship. So if there's anything that I can do for you. I want to go up and see a broadcast in person. You know what? I, I will work on that. How cool. Um, that is uh, Isaiah uh, Kos- Kosming. It's C-O-S-M-E. And I, I probably some letters that are... Um, that are... Uh, Silent, but uh, he is a survivor of uh, shaken baby syndrome. Big, big fan of Ron Wolfley, who uh, played for the 
uh, Cardinals in the 80, uh, late 80s and 90s. Um, and uh, um, big fan, so Ron, he um, went there and, and, and gave him some really cool gifts. And, um, and then at the end there, he said, hey, I really want to uh, be in the booth with you as you're broadcasting. I think that'd be pretty cool. I hope they can get that going. We just wanted to play something just kind of really cool, really fun um, before I get into, um, it, you know, everything else. But it, it's, uh, um, that that's that. So first thing of, of news is... Uh, and this was kind of under underrated news. Um, Rodney Hudson. Rodney Hudson um, is going to be back. He's reported to be back with uh, the Cardinals. Um, he was already signed, um, but uh, he didn't show up for minicamp. He didn't show up for OTAs. He didn't show up for anything, you know. Um, and one of the only players not to show up for anything. And then announced his return. So, um here, here is you know on ninety eight seven, um, their YouTube page uh, for sound credits, um, you know some reaction to that news and who other than Ron Wolfley and uh, and um, Luke Lipinski, um, um, you know reacting to it. No one else really did, um, but Wolf being a fullback part of the offense. Uh, offensive line you know as far as what he did um can appreciate um Rodney Hudson coming back and which is very huge you know if you know Rodney Hudson he's probably one of the best centers out there so here here's that Arizona sports breaking news all right Jesse's got some breaking news for us Jesse all right, Ian Rappaport just tweeted, Arizona Cardinals veteran center Rodney Hudson, who stayed away from mandatory minicamp and whose status for 2022 was uncertain, has informed the team he's returning and will play in 2022. Yeah! Sources say he'll be with veterans when they report next Tuesday. No way! Oh, oh, here we go. Do we have some upbeat music? Somebody just fire it up right now. No way did I see that coming. Coming. No! Wow, that is that's huge. This Whatever is one of those. Whatever it was, baby. Whatever it was, it's fixed now. <laughs> Let me be the first to say happy retroactive birthday to Rodney Hudson, since we all <laughs> refused to acknowledge it last week. Now that you're back, happy birthday a week this late, is, Rodney. Wait a minute, man. There it is. Hey, okay, and this is, I don't know, this, no. Not good no, enough for you? No. no. As a matter of fact, pop that down, Rick. <laughs> In fact, this is ruining that a, it. That was a good, that was a good attempt, yet it just sucked buttermilk. Okay, that's all right. What do you want? I'll find something I for mean, you. What do you want? Um, that's give, not, me the, give me the sound of sound. That's, <laughs> that's not up. To, that's not so, up. No, yeah, but so, it's got the intensity level that I'm looking for right now. I will bash you in the face. A um, couple things have happened here in the last no 30 seconds. No way did I see that well, happen. No, we were just talking about it 15 minutes ago. As the big, Not even 15 <sighs> minutes ago, five minutes ago. What's the biggest question with the Cardinals? Rodney Hudson is the biggest question with the Cardinals. Rodney. Darren Urban earlier in the show. Darren, what's your biggest question? Rodney Hudson. But, Wolf, how many times in radio do you ask a question that has mm. no answer? 
go to break, come back, and it's answered out of nowhere. Wow. Yes, you know what, honestly, right now, everybody, let's just rejoice. This is not rejoicing music. Rejoice this right here disturbs version of the sound of silence the way it makes you want to throw. Isn't that right, Rod? Rodney Hudson? Yeah, silence sucked. We got that for like two months from Rodney Hudson. Oh, here we go. Where's Mike, Rodney? Where's the mic? Point him out, buddy. <laughs> Let him know. What do we got? A little bobcat coming? Is that it? We got zero, baby. Huns over the wall, Kyler. Here it comes. Get ready. Rodney Hudson, how important is it when you have a center that actually can identify blitzes coming out of the secondary and pass those along to the quarterback? That's something Rodney Hudson is really, really good, really adept at doing. Now, all of a sudden, you've got Rodney Hudson coming back. Uh, what day is it before training camp? Is it day 58? Before the start of the season, Day you mean? 57? Yeah, what? Uh, <laughs> the Cardinals tweeting uh, it out right every day. 56? 56, is yeah. it? Yeah, tweet it out again. Rodney <laughs> Hudson. <laughs> He's back, baby. And this the other great moment oh, here is I man. knew I knew the news <laughs> as we were coming back. So I didn't even say anything. I just sat here and stared at you as Jesse was reading the news to see your reaction. And you went you, you had something like, "Okay, all right, Rick's talking. Hey, Rodney Hudson, what's he talking?" And then never Obviously, Never did I think that was going to happen today. Rodney Hudson, I, I I I thought Rodney Hudson was done. I said as much. Yeah. Well, as anybody can tell from the music, if you're just tuning in, we have great news. I'm very confused when to pot this down. Like, now, I, I don't really know now, what I'm doing Now's here. a good time. Now yeah, you can pot it down. You can pot it down now. Because anybody that's tuning in through. is probably like, why did the, did the Cardinals just relocate to a different city this season? No, no, wow. no. That was supposed to be happy music. Let's see. I put down biggest concerns on offense and defense going into training camp. You can go ahead and cross offense, one of those off. Rodney Hudson and this offensive line... Nuked. <laughs> well, if I'm going to go ahead and put this Gone. in the positive category. <laughs> this is a big positive. Rodney Hudson is coming back. Hallelujah. <laughs> wow, that is awesome. So I had this list about a week ago. Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> <laughs> and, and it had four names on it that we had to get Google answers. Google my young cranks. Okay, you shouldn't have to Google Christmas Vacation. That should Everybody should just be watching that simultaneously as you listen to the show. Um, the, four, the four questions that we had, that I had, four names, okay? No. DeAndre Ayton, Kyler Murray, Rodney Hudson, Kevin Durant. Okay, well, DA's back. Okay, DA's back. Rodney Hudson's back. Rodney Hudson is got, back, two, baby. This list, I just had this list out like five or six days ago. We've already got answers to two of them. Now, and I've always thought Kyler would get his deal, but now it feels like that deal's going to be announced like tomorrow or something, doesn't it? Yes, you're right. And then aren't you going to feel left out, KD, if you don't join the party in Arizona? Oh, my goodness. At some point in time, um... I'm okay with it, though. <laughs> I'm just saying. I know there's a lot of people want KD out You'd there. You'd be okay KD, with anything right now. KD or back is what I've always believed. Kevin Durant, of course, or bring it back, run it back. I'm okay with that. The only thing better is KD and back. 
if you know what I mean. I just asked you 10 minutes ago if you could only have one back for week one, DeAndre Hopkins or Rodney Hudson. And you didn't hesitate. You said Rodney Hudson. Said Rodney Hudson. And he's back. And he's back, man. That's why the hands went up, man. <laughs> Do you have any idea, once again, how important it is to have that guy? And I'm not just talking about some okay center. We're talking about a guy that understands the game. We're talking about a guy who is a coach on the field. We're talking about a guy that is a leader. We're talking about a guy that still is very, very good at solidifying the interior protection in a pocket. That's critical, especially when your quarterback's 5'10 and an eighth. It's critical. Boy, this is this is huge, man. It really is. So that's good news. That's a good way to get set for training camp. Man, I... Wow. Okay, what happened? Who cares? <laughs> At this point in time, who cares? Well, you know, we're going to let bygones be bygones, Yeah, I was Rodney. just thinking the same thing. I don't really <laughs> care. I'm always going to kind of wonder, because my stance was always, if it's a personal thing, I don't need to know. But if it's a personal thing, they're not calling it unexcused. But you know what? Here on <laughs> July 18th, Wolf, he hasn't missed a game or any of training camp, and he's going to be back, so I that, really don't that care. Is, yeah, that is so nice, because once again, you need that offensive line, man. You you need that offensive line. The The Arizona Cardinals just got a whole lot better today than they were yesterday because of Rodney Hudson. It ain't even close. So I guess that explains why they're not going out and trying to sign uh, J.C. Treader. There now, it is. They, you know what? Honestly, you bring that up. Yeah. Um, they had to be in some type of conversation with Rodney, right? They had to be. Yeah, That's what it was. Yes, but then again, maybe it was exactly what you said. They were trying to talk him out of retiring. But yeah. again, why, why go out of your way to not acknowledge him last week on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> what a weird move you know, here's that a somehow little, worked. Here's a little prediction from your Uncle Ron out there. If you're listening right now, my young crime brothers, all right? Somehow, some way, the Cardinals are going to make good on that birthday wish. Well, they just tweeted man in the middle with a picture of Rodney Hudson. Okay, so they are acknowledging him. Man <laughs> so in the there middle. There we go. So this is not like when D.A. resigned him. He's like, all right, whatever. All this, baby. I love it. Maybe, maybe the Pacers offer sheet of Rodney Hudson, and that's what got everything going there. We just need the Pacers <sighs> yeah. to keep doing crazy stuff, and that starts everything. Man, that is so big. Um, you have no idea. Just how big that is right there. The leadership, the knowledge, the ability to go out and brawl, especially in the NFC West. Would you say there's some good defensive linemen in the (laughs) NFC West? Especially one in particular that you need to be solid in the middle against. Oh yeah, baby. Game changer for the Cardinals. I'm just trying to, to, I'm reading the comments back to that post. Seeing if anybody like is asking what happened. Everybody's asking if he's playing. So apparently nobody was looking at the earlier news. Oh, okay. <laughs> Everybody's like, why are you posting Rick, this picture Rick, of Rodney Hudson? By the way, Rick, you're you're sure of this, right, Rick? Um, <laughs> According to Ian Rappaport of NFL <laughs> Network, his sources say that Rodney Hudson will be oh, playing for the Cardinals the, this season. That would be the worst moment ever. If, <laughs> that would be Rick. if we saw Wolf just emotionally <laughs> just break Can down in the final half hour of the oh, show. Oh man, that would be give me the Kleenex. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so that that's that's big news, and and, and you know, it's interesting that they uh, mentioned. Um, 
you know, uh, the thing of uh, of uh, Kyler Murray, the three th- questions they had, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Ayton, uh, Rodney Hudson, and Kevin Durant. Well, then we have this, so... According to Ian Rappaport, the Cardinals and QB Kyler Murray have now agreed to terms on the extension. Wow, there we go. And uh, I would imagine we will get some details of that extension very quickly. He just put an emoji of a money bag. Oh, yeah. Oh, he got a <laughs> no bag. Terms, sure, he got a bag. But a bag. Yeah, this is, this is twice a DeAndre Ayton bag. This is a big bag. This is the bag that you get if you're an elite franchise quarterback in the NFL. So that's yeah, that's good. That's I think that's that's everything. I mean, good on the Cardinals for not letting this drift into next week, um, and good on both sides for being able to get this done. Because clearly, I, I I don't know this for a fact yet, but clearly, if Lamar Jackson is hung up on a hundred percent fully guaranteed and that deal is going nowhere, I'm thinking this Kyler Murray guaranteed money is not a hundred percent. So at least, at least in this circumstance, if I'm correct about that assumption, then then it wasn't a barrier here, which is important for a couple of reasons. Number one, Kyler Murray's not as accomplished as Lamar Jackson happens to be. Lamar Jackson's an MVP. Kyler Murray has been an MVP candidate at times, and so to me, it's if. It, it, People shouldn't get hung up on the money. This is the cost of doing business in the NFL. Um, this is much better than the alternative. And now it's going to be up to Kyler Murray to validate this and this number. And And he's got to do that in two ways. He's got to do that in consistent availability, being able to perform well throughout the nicks and bruises and ups and downs of an, of an NFL season. And, and, and he's going to have to be able to finish – season's a little bit stronger and I, from what I can tell too there's going to have to be a willingness to always play if you're not feeling 100% do you think all in do you think that the way this was handled this offseason affects Kyler and his reputation at all with fans with the media with anything not at all the, the oddness of, of how all. it was handled not at all uh, widespread no I, I don't believe so I, I think what what happened back in February with Eric Burkhart was um, you know caught everybody off guard a because you don't normally see that and B the, the timing of it even when that first came out we acknowledged hey that's not normally the time the quarterbacks going into the final year of their rookie deal, get those types of extensions. And it kind of became a punchline as we got further into the offseason. These things take time. There's a timetable, a calendar for all these mm-hmm. things. Well, the calendar apparently said July 21st. Uh, who wins, our, who wins our competition? Oh, now I need a ruling on that because we had lunch bets. Jared's out. I was out. I had the ju- uh, July 15th. Are we going c- just completely closest to the pin? Or because if if that is the case, Sarah would win. Sarah had July twentieth. Okay. But if we're playing, you overshot it. You would you would win by default. Kind of the Price is Right rule. Oh, I no, I think it's closest to the pin. All right. I, I think it's the person with the closest date to the signing. Schefter right. is now saying that uh, also as an official five year extension that ties him to Arizona for six more years per the source. Okay, but still no money. Still waiting on the money figures. What's our prediction on that? Five years. The five-year additional. 
Five years, $230 million. That's exactly what I was going to say. Five, <laughs> 230 and what guaranteed? 70% of 230 What is that? <laughs> yeah, don't make me do mental math. Let me pull up my calendar. Or my, uh, Your calendar. My calculator. Uh, 230 not nine. So that'd be 46 million a year. Okay. 161. 161. So yeah. I, we'll make it around numbers. Uh, 230 total, 160 guaranteed. All right. Yeah, I like that. Craig Greelu of the I'm, I'm sure Kyler loves it. <laughs> so yeah, that'll, that'll work. Yeah. What right? about Craig Greelu? Craig Greelu uh, and ArizonaCardinals.com now reporting that it is official. Agrees to contract extension through 2028. We're still waiting on the money, though. Very interesting. That'll be. That's going to set the precedent. Mm-hmm. That's going to set the precedent about whether the Deshaun Watson thing was an outlier. And well, it, but again, it's a, you, you, you can. It's not an outlier. It it was a new bar set for compensation for quarterbacks, and it's up to the marketplace to kind of determine whether or not you know it's an outlier. Yeah, yeah. Right. If this is not 100% guaranteed, which I don't think it will be. Arizona Sports, breaking news. What does Dan Bickley win for almost nailing it exactly (laughs) on the the money? Really? He gets a lunch. You get a lunch. Oh, you're kidding. We all get a lunch. Adam Schefter, Cardinals are giving Kyler Murray a five-year, $230.5 million deal that includes (laughs) $160 million guaranteed. Wow. Holy smokes! Damn, he is Holy. the second, the second highest paid quarterback average at forty six point one million dollars a year. Holy wow. crap! I don't, I'm impressed by Kyler Murray getting that deal, but I'm more impressed by Bick <laughs> nearly <laughs> nailing it. All right, we'll stay on this. Wow. And, and coming up next at the end of next segment, Bick's going to give you the Powerball <laughs> number. Oh my goodness, that's uh, that's good stuff. Uh, that's uh, Bickley Murata on ninety eight seven FM Arizona Sports. Um, voices you heard was uh, Dan Bickley, uh, Vince Murata, uh, Jarrett Carlin um, with the uh, little updates there, and uh, Sarah Cazell. So that's the uh, voices that you uh, you heard, um, and uh, then uh, we ha- also had. Um, where is it? Um, the uh, press conference that I wanted to, uh, to play. Um, want to make sure there wasn't anything else. Um, as far as, um, that goes, uh, 98.7 goes. Um, but, uh, I did see a thing, uh, comparison for um, Kyler Murray, and uh, there was a question asked, and it, oh, you'll hear it, um, was asked uh, by um, um, one of the media members if, you know, if the contract included, you know, no baseball or something like that, because it's something that Kyler's been pushing. And he, Kyler is making more money by himself on average than the Oakland A's are paying their roster. So I don't think it matters anymore how, uh, you know, as far as baseball goes. I'm sure there is some kind of language 
that, uh, you know, that says, um, you know, uh, Kyler can't play baseball. Um, but, uh, this came out today. I'll go ahead and read this. Uh, um, Contracts are about give and take. This is Ian Rappaport. One example from the Arizona Cardinals, uh, Kyler back, uh, quarterback Kyler Murray's $230.5 million contract is that there is an addendum that requires four hours of independent study, that's in quotes, per game, uh, uh, per game week. Um, it was important to the team making a commitment at that level, thus it was important to Murray. Um, and I find that very, very interesting and actually kind of funny, and a lot of people are reacting to it um, being that what it is, being funny, um, because there was a, been a lot of reports of Kyler Murray, you know, that he doesn't watch a lot of film. He practices hard, but he doesn't watch a lot of film um, on his own. Um and, you know, just kind of skates by. Um, so I, I don't know, you know, that to to be true. Um, but uh, anyway, they're, they're, you know, that's kind of what, uh, what happened. But let's go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and go into that press conference. And there's one other thing on, Kyle, I think, one or two other things on Kyler Murray. But uh, credits to um, Arizona Cardinals. Um, so... Uh, azcardinals.com, and I'm playing this from their YouTube page, but uh, azcardinals.com, um, it has the same information as well. Uh, two uh, interviews, um, but first the um, um, extension um, press conference. And so first off, we're going to go ahead and get into um, – the opening statement by um, Steve Keim. Um, Michael Bidwell wasn't able to attend, and he talks about it. I'm going to pause this and kind of interject a couple things because I think there's a lot of interesting um, answers. Um, so, you know, just – but you're going to hear the whole press conference. Uh, so here is the opening statement. Organization, but obviously Kyla Murray – uh, been a long process, but uh, to me, uh, the best results came in the end. I want to thank a few people that are here today, actually, Kevin and Missy Murray, Ke Kyler's parents, uh, for their dialogue throughout the process and their support and help and everything. Uh, obviously, Eric Burkhart, Kyler's agent. I think the two goals at hand all along were to do the best deal for the player, which I think we did, and the best deal for the organization to help us build around Kyler moving forward, which I think we did. So thank you for your professionalism, Eric. Uh, very exciting day for us. Again, uh, can't tell you how thrilled we are to make sure that we locked our franchise quarterback up for the next seven years and look for big things in the future, obviously. So moving forward, besides thanking Michael Bidwell, who also cannot be here today, um, appreciate all his help through the process as well. He and I spent quite a bit of time on the uh, phone 
um, at 3.30 in the morning Arizona time, so hopefully the boss will let me sleep in a few days here moving forward. But he, uh, he was very, very supportive, and his efforts in this uh, negotiation was, was really motivated as well. So again, thanks to Michael. Also, two more guys I want to say thank you to real quick. Matt Harris, who's our head of our salary cap, uh, for his hard work and dedication to this. And then obviously Charlie Atkins, who is, uh, runs our analytics department, he was very, uh, um, very, very, very strong in terms of the analytics approach and some of the different checks and balances of this. So again, thanks to all those guys. Thanks for everybody. And uh, turn it over to Kyler. Appreciate you. Um, first and foremost, I want to thank uh, Coach Kingsbury. I want to thank Michael. I want to thank Steve. Um, you know, three years ago, we were all in here. Uh, after getting drafted, it was a, one of the best days of my life. Um, and today, three years from here, uh, from there, um, you know, signing extension. Um, for me, man, it's it's a it's a blessing. Uh, I'm 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 so grateful and honored, you know, for the confidence that they've shown in me, um, the faith that they've shown in me to take a five ten quarterback that's never been done before. Um, and I understood, you know, the, the heat that they would take, um, you know, for doing that. Um, but for me, man, it's, 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 it's like I said, I'm thankful. It's a blessing. Um, for me, it's, all, it's always been about fulfilling my promise, um, which is hopefully one day to bring a championship to this organization. And um, I, I'm a firm believer in, in, in bringing that here. Um, and I know, it's, I, know it's capable, I know we're capable. Um, I know it'll be done. Um, but for, that's, you know, I want to thank Michael, Steve, and Coach. Um, I'd love to thank uh, my parents, uh, my family, my heart and soul. Always, um, you know, no matter what, whether it was football, baseball, basketball, always there for me. Um, you know, through the ups and downs, I've been there from day one, and I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. My brother and sister back home watching. Um, you know, this means the world. You know, for me, um, obviously, um, it's a dream come true. But for me, it's about taking care of the people that love me and are, you know, supporting me throughout this whole journey. Uh, the people that have been around me and day from day one. Um, you know, I want to thank my agent. Um, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs, uh, <laughs> a lot of good days, a lot of bad days, you know, a lot of hate, a lot of negativity. Um, but that's part of the deal. You were a dog, you know what I'm saying? You were, you were always there for me. Uh, I love you and I appreciate you. Um, you know, to my uncle back at home, um, you know, he's, uh, he's somebody, you know, along with my dad, somebody that I've always just, you know, always wanted to make proud. Um, you know, they were kind of my icons, my figures to look at growing up. Um, Sports related and off the field, everything was done right. Um, morals and values, everything you know, they, they instilled in me from a young age. Uh, forever grateful for them. Um, you know, and, and the fans of uh, the fans, uh, man, from day one. You know, I, I know a lot of y'all um, may have not believed in me from day one, but uh, you know, hopefully, I can continue to prove you right, um, improve the ones that don't believe in me uh, wrong. So. Um, and lastly, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, for blessing me with the ability and the gift to uh, be able to do what I love on a day-in and day-out basis. Um, I don't take any of this for granted. Um, yeah, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Uh so me personally, um, I, you know, this is me personally. I'm glad he said it, but I would have rather him, uh, you know, if, if you are a man of faith, I'd rather you, you know, say Jesus Christ first. Um, but, I mean, I'm glad he mentioned it. But pretty standard uh, opening statements by Kyler and uh, uh, Steve uh, Keim, the GM of the Cardinals. Um, and so, uh, you know, uh, he is right. It is his job. And, 
to you know bring a championship. Will he? We'll, we'll find out. But uh, um, here's the rest of the conference. So open it up for questions. If you do have a question, to raise, raise your hand and Ronnie will get you the microphone. If you wouldn't mind just identifying yourself and asking your question to whomever. Uh, Appreciate you. You'd like. Yeah. By the way, the noise that you hear it sounds like a panting dog. It is a panting dog. Um, uh, Kyler's uh, dog, Swoosh, was also in, in attendance. So um, that's the noise you hear. It's not your phone. It's not my phone. It's not my equipment. That's a dog at the press conference. Kyler, congratulations. Cameron Cox, 12 News. Steve, I'll just start with you. Just there was a lot of talk about this contract this offseason, when it would get done, how it would get done. Was there ever any doubt in your mind that no, this deal would get done? Not, and, not at all. And just because I had so much faith in, in um, not only Eric Burkhart and being able to get it done with him because uh, I have a long relationship with him, but Cliff and I went and saw Kyler and his parents this offseason. We had great communication with him, um, felt great about the dialogue and understood what expectations were from both sides. And then um, I just had to get through the draft and free agency, which takes a lot of my time. So once I was able to get through that, be able to focus on the contract and feel like uh, both sides are pretty happy. So first thing is very interesting to me that, that Steve said there is they had a, a, him and Cliff had a lot of conversation with Kyler's parents. That is me personally a first. Now, it, it might be something that always happens. I have no idea. Um, and then, the, you know, that the, a GM just go, you know, let that slip in. I don't know. Don't know what to take from it, but there has been speculation almost all along that, you know, um, that Kyler lets his parents kind of run the show. He, you know, he wants to make them proud. And so therefore he, you know, he lets them run the show. Um, and it, with that answer, it almost seems to be true. Um, but the thing is that he needs to understand, Kyler needs to understand, is that the your parents don't work for you. You don't work for your parents. Um, and your agent, uh, or you don't work for your agent, your agent works for you. So, you know, anything that, you know, uh, um, you know, that's said that seems kind of off and, and, you know, a lot of questions about, character or this and that and the other would go away Kyler if you ran the show you know you're the one with the, the talent you're the one that studies uh, in, you know the game and or should study the game on and off the field you're the one that you know that's doing all the real hard work your agent is doing a lot of the hard work as far as you know, negotiating for you. That's what they do. That's what you pay them for. Not your parents, though. And 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 so I just have a hard time believing anything that, you know, and you're going to hear him say a couple of times, you know, that I took a lot of heat and, you know, this and that and the other. You wouldn't have if you 
there's things that you didn't do that you should have done and things that you shouldn't have done that you did do. That's all I got to say on that. Well, maybe not all I got to say because if it comes up, as it comes up through the thing, I might have some more to add. So anyway, next question. David? Hey, David Brent from the AP. Uh, Kyler, you, you were talking about the good days and the bad days through all this, and obviously this is a good day, but what were the bad days like? Did you, were you, did you think about going to other teams? I mean, was there ever a point you thought you might not be a Cardinal? Never. Um, no, this is this is where I want to be. Uh, I made that you know, uh, made that clear. You know, more so the bad days. I'm talking about the, just the negativity of taking the heat. You know, throughout social media and all that stuff. Um, which you know, I, I give him I give him a little crap for because he put a lot of it on me. But uh, no, nah, I mean, I, you know, y'all know. I, I usually you know I'm a quiet dude when it comes to social media and stuff like that. So um, just to be able to you know sit there and you know take all the shots and stuff like that. It, you know, it is what it is. But I understood. You know, uh, this this is part of the business. Um, obviously, you know, I let them take care of what they need to take care of. I just, you know, I, I love the game of football, and that's, you know, that's, that's my, uh, my goal is, like I said, to win championships. Darren Urban from uh, azcardinals.com. One for each of you. Steve, you, you mentioned um, being able to now build a team around him. I'm wondering, is the contract structure such that you were able to save a little bit money on the cap right now and be able, be able to do some things? And Kyler, what does... What does your outlook for yourself look like now that this is out of the way? I mean, now now it's kind of like, okay, here comes the rest of my career. What's next in your mind? Or is there really a, a next thing on your mind? I would say from my standpoint that, that, you know, not only does the player get taken care of, but there is some team-friendly things in there that, that were important to Kyler. So that says a lot about him as a teammate and as a competitor, that he wants good players around him, and he understands that. But at the same time, we knew that we had to reward him as well for the great play and what all he's accomplished and really what the expectations are moving forward, which are extremely high. I, I personally feel like this is just a start. You know, I feel like um, – you know, the past three years we've been able to do you know a lot of great things. All we've done is uh, go up. Uh, I've, I've done a lot of great individual things, but uh, again, for me, the goal is to win championships. And I feel like, like I said, this is the start. I mean, I think uh, with a lot of the reps and experiences that I've I've been able to um, go through these past three years will help me uh, help bring along all the, you know the rest of my guys. And uh, you know, I, I think as a, as a collective, you know, we'll only be better from here on out. Carla, congrats on the deal. Luke Litton with 12 Sports as well. Um, curious, what do you think you learned the most throughout this process? Like you said, there were some ups and downs, and it probably felt like a fairly long offseason to get this deal done. What do you think you learned the most, maybe about yourself, uh, from the start of the chats about the deal to now today with it being official? My focus on getting better. Um, and I think we, you know, we've had a lot of discussions on how, how we do that. Obviously, working hard on, you know, off the field or, or you know, out of the building. But um, that's my focus. You know, I, I wasn't really too worried about the negotiations or, you know, what they discuss uh, behind closed doors. Um, anybody close to me, you know, will tell you, you know, uh, all I care about is winning and all I care about is going to work and working hard. So um, that was my focus. Bob McMahon, I'm an Arizona Republic. Kyler, can we uh, put a quash to baseball now? What do you say? Put a squash to baseball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Say what? Did you guys see the payroll of the Oakland A's versus his contract? <laughs> Enough said. What's up? Yeah, I'm, 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 where, I, I'm where I want to be. I'm where I want to be. <laughs> 
Hey, Kyler, congrats. Uh, Tyler Drake with Arizona Sports. Just wanted to know, you know, signing that deal comes with some added pressure. Uh, how do you uh, plan to deal with that, and have you felt any of it yet? It's a pressure I've always, I've always wanted. You know, I, I really don't feel pressure, but at the end of the day, I've always played quarterback. You know, everybody who plays quarterback understands the, you know, um, the, the, the leadership aspect, the, um, the pressure aspect. Um, I understand what comes with playing that position. You know, my dad played quarterback. He always, you know, he, he instilled that in me as far as um, the responsibilities of playing the position. You know, I've played, I've played in, um, you know, in front of many. Uh, Many people, but as far as you know, uh, the coaches I've played for, they've always preached it. You know, I've, I've played at Oklahoma, I've played at a, a prestigious high school. Like it's, you know, that's nothing new for me. So, um, as far as the responsibilities, I'm, I'm prepared for it. And like I said, I, I, uh, I'm gonna continue to strive for greatness. And you know, I, my goal is to win championships. So, Alex Weiner, SI.com. Kyler, congratulations. How important was it to get this done before training camp started? I mean. <laughs> I, I want to be here, you know. So for me, it was uh, obviously it was a big deal. But um, you know, now that's done, I'm focused on you know getting in the locker room with the guys, getting on the field. Um, that's the fun part for me. That's the exciting part for me is going to practice, uh, waking up every morning, understand I get to throw a football and be around be around guys that I love. Um, you know, there's there's no better feeling like um, than playing this game, honestly. So uh, I, I'm very grateful for this situation. Hey, Kyler, Josh Weinfuss, ESPN. Long offseason, lots happened, Instagram letter, everything. How did you personally handle all the ups and downs and kind of everything that as it would come out? I mean, I was good. Um, you know, as far as, like I said, the, all, the, all the social media stuff and all that, uh, that, that that's going to happen regardless. Uh, play good, they love you. Play bad, you know, they hate you. It is what it is. Um, you know, that's just this day and age. You got to be, you got to have tough skin. Um, so, you know, for me, it's, I've grown up in it. So, it's, you know, it's nothing new. Um, so I was fine. I've, all I've been doing is going, you know, working out um, and getting ready for the season, getting ready to do uh, even greater things. You know, um, he he's a great quarterback. I don't know if he is 100% worth the contract that he's getting. Um, I think it uh, annually and, and the average, second only to Aaron Rodgers. Um, it's uh, obviously not fully guaranteed like uh, Deshaun Watson. Um it, it, not all of it, anyway. It is a large portion guaranteed uh, that you know the one hundred and sixty or whatever it was, and but uh, he, he does make um, a uh, half mil more, um, I think, than uh, per year than um, Deshaun Watson. Um, and so, yeah, he's, it's like a, he's a top, you know, well, definitely top three, uh, three to five highest paid quarterback. I think, like I said, again, the average, between, be, be, uh, bleh, the average is, uh, you know, second only to Aaron Rodgers. Um, and obviously, um, uh, Kyler has a lot more to go to, be that uh as good as Aaron Rodgers is um and uh uh but you know he said uh you play well you know they love you play bad they they hate you you know that comes with a territory um but I think it's even more magnified when um you think that uh seven is greater than two um or or excuse me 
Yeah. Um, or seven is less than two, excuse me. When you think seven is less than two. And what I mean by that, throwing an underhand interception um, that goes for a touchdown, when you're backed up in your in, uh, in your end zone, you can just take the sack, take the safety for two points. Obviously, yes, you're kicking it back to them, but who knows if your defense stops and, and you know, all's well that ends well. But instead, they score seven points. Um, and uh, so I don't know what kind of math he learned, um, you know, where, where – uh, a seven is less than than two, but uh, um, that's you know the big problem. Um, there's no reason to throw an underhand ball and then and then also get it intercepted. Um, you know, take your take your uh, your shots, um, and if you get you're in the end zone, you know, take your safety. You know, get to the sideline. Figure it out and come back. Now they were already down a lot. And that made it worse. Um, well, not a lot. They weren't down a whole whole lot. I don't. I can't remember the exact score, but they were they were already down in that playoff game against the Rams. But that there was no excuse for that. But anyway, yeah. You. I mean, that it gets magnified more, Kyler, when you when you do something like that. Next question. Hey, Kyler, Howard Balls are all Cardinals.com. You mentioned about just continuing to work to get better. Looking inwardly, where, where do you think those key areas are that you, you need to continue improving and getting better at? I think, you know, as a, as a whole, um, just, you know, attention to detail when it comes down to uh, November and December, you know, we, you know, everybody talks about how great we've been uh, to come out the gate, but I think as you know, when it gets later in the season, um, guys are banged up. Uh, I've been banged up a couple times. Um, you know, the, the little things matter, and I think if we can all, um, you know, hone in on the little things, be greater at the little things, um, you know, I, I think that'll take us to the next level. I think you know, in the past we've kind of gotten away with doing things, uh, maybe you know, maybe not the right way, and you know, it, it ends up catching up with us. Um, and I, that's how I feel. So I think you know. Again, with the, you know all the all the situations we've been through, all the reps and all the ups and downs, the positives and negatives. I think we can learn from all the negatives and take that into the next year. Colorado. Great answer right there. I love, really like his answer because it's exactly true. Um, you know, you can't blame it all on injuries. Um, they got to pay attention to little the little things. They're great at it in the beginning, and if the, something happens, they slack off. And I think that you know that's a great answer and a lot of reason. You know, if we're looking for a reason, that's probably what it is: is that they're just not doing the little things a hundred percent of the time. You got to do the little things, um, and that's in everything in, in life. Um, so I, I really like that answer. I, I think that uh, that was that was good. Wondering if uh, what your thoughts are about D Hop's suspension and and your the addition of a trade for Hollywood Brown. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about um, you know as far as what happens with D Hop, but I know what type of guy he is. I know what type of competitor he is. Uh, the brother of mine, he's a great dude. Uh, love him to death. Um, so you know, I, I just know whenever he gets back, he'll be ready to go. Uh, as far as you know, acquiring Keys, man, he's a. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Arizona to see what he's capable of, the world to see what he's capable of. Um, I, you know, I think he gets a bad rap as well. But um, you know, like, like I said, those are two dudes that um, I'm very fond of, and they're great football players. So I'm excited they're on my team. Kyler, you uh, you mentioned about what had happened at the 
end of last year and getting better on that. I'm curious with the way the season ended, do you do you mull that for a while? Do you completely flush that? What was your off season like in terms of, of how it ended and kind of how you handled it? I mean, it was it was a uh, it was definitely you know it was definitely an unfortunate um, unfortunate way to end the season, but. I mean, you look at all the greats. Every 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 great has gotten you know gotten gotten beat in a, in a in a terrible way at one point or another. Um, honestly, I feel like it, it might have been you know, in the long in the long term. I think it was uh, probably good for us. You know, first first playoff experience, um, my first playoff experience. Um, you know, to be able to feel that you know that pain and that hurt. Um, what could I have done differently? Going back and watching the game over and over again. Um, like I said, you know, I've done nothing but learn from my mistakes. I feel like throughout my life and my career, and um, hopefully the guys, the guys do too. So um, I, I know we'll be better because of it. Kyler, you got your entire family here. I yep. believe your dog is here too. I guess just signing this deal, what does it mean for you and your family? Uh, you know, it's crazy because um, you know everybody's trying to make it about the money. I know. I mean, I know people aren't gonna believe me, but I, I really, I really don't do this for money. You know. Um, I mean, you know, my agent will tell you he's just tough to crack a smile out of me the past couple of days just because uh, I'm, I'm. I know he's not done there, but I can't help. That's bull crap. You know, you don't hold you don't hold out and, and miss practices. Uh, you know, in, in some of the. Uh, um, well, I mean, all right. He he did make the the some of the mandatory stuff, and I understand the the voluntary stuff is as it is voluntary. But uh, if you're tr- really trying to win championships, uh, follow the lead of, of some of the great uh, quarterbacks that have done it and are doing it that go to every practice, uh, mandatory or uh, or not, um, and uh, see what they do. And uh, you'll see that they, they uh, you know, they put everything they have into it. Um, so uh, I, I call bull crap on that. I'm solely focused on football. Um, for me, this is big because I get to take care of the people that you know took care of me all my life. That's that's really, um, you know, that that's big for me is uh, being able to give back to the people that love me, uh, supported me, and um, the people that are in need, you know, of, of of things that you know I had growing up. So um, that that's that's a big part for me. Kyle, you talked last off season about feeling more empowered to give your opinion, speak your mind. Does this deal amplify that at all? Considering you are now among some of the, quarter, the, the, the highest-paid quarterbacks in the league, do you feel like you have now more of a platform to speak your mind either on issues outside of the building or what's happening with the team? Uh, I mean, I believe so. I think um, you know, as as uh, as I get older, uh, you know, um, as I get more mature, um, you know, being able to prove to them that they can trust my word, being able to prove to them that they can. Um, you know, trusting me and believing me with the things that I say. You know, I'm not just talking. You know, it's it's, it's whatever I'm backing up what I say. Uh, that's that's how I live. You know, I don't I don't just go out and say stuff to Steve or or a coach about you know well we need to do this and that and then, you know there's no rhyme or reason behind it. You know, hopefully I can uh, be able to have some something behind it. You know, so um, I, I I think I, I believe so. Steve, do you sleep better at night knowing that this deal is done before camp and then what's kind of next for you? Yeah, no no doubt about it. Um, you know, there was several weeks here that uh, a lot of sleepless nights and some of those calls from Michael again at 3.30 in the morning. I could have waited a little longer for those. But, um, you know, it's, 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 it's exciting. To me, it's when you draft a guy number one overall and then you have the ability to extend him after three years, I mean, that makes you proud. Not only proud of yourself, but proud of the organization, proud of the player, uh, everybody that's, that's put time and effort into this. So um, I think it's a great day for all of us. 
day to celebrate. We're excited about this training camp, this team, and I think that we, uh, we certainly have a lot of potential. Kyler, congratulations. Uh, Julia Lopez from AZ Family. Um, what is it about this organization that you're excited about that you know, you're locked in until in 2028? I mean, they're, they're, they're the ones who drafted me. You know, they, they were the ones who believed in me. Um, again, when I, when I made the decision to play football, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know. Um, I didn't know I was going to go first round. You know, I didn't even know um, all the way back to high school. I never knew I was going to go Division One and be able to play for you know every school in the country. You know, I was five ten kid who, uh, at the time, like that wasn't you know there wasn't many of us. Uh, still isn't, but um, you know, for them to uh, you know make my dreams come true, um, my my job is to fulfill my promise and bring a championship here. That's there's no there's no questions about it. Um, there's no other place that I wanted to be this whole time, um, and, I, and I, I mean that. So, Steve Doug Haller with the Athletic. When, when you said you went and talked to you and Cliff went and talked to Kyler and his parents, uh, talked about expectations. Could you shed some light just on what the expectations were and what those conversations were like? Uh, I don't want to get into specifics, but I mean they were just really really positive conversations about what we expected from each other. And again, I think that that's the only way that you have success in this business is to have open dialogue and communication. And just as Kyler was asked earlier, I love when he comes to me and talks about me, me about players. You, you, the great players are vested in it. They get excited about it. They, they come to you and they, they, they're passionate about the players that they saw or a college player that they saw. And I, I love hearing from, because it's a different perspective, you know? And he's a really good evaluator. He knows players. So to me, to me, I think that that's um, a, a, a deal that we will continue to have, that moving forward, he and I will continue to talk about different players, how he sees it from his end. I did it with Carson Palmer as well. Uh, question back here, uh, Colt McCoy. Uh, this seems like a great press conference. You guys really seem like you're on the same page. Um, got matching suits. It's awesome. Uh, question for Kyler, though. You gonna uh, quarterbacks just want to know if you're gonna be at walkthrough tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for both of you, uh, there's what I believe is in the contract. There's there's not a no trade clause. Steve, can you tell us why that is? And Kyle, how do you, you say? There's not a no trade clause in this contract. Oh, I'm not going to talk about specifics. That's between <laughs> me, the player, and and, and Eric. So, well, I, I don't ever negotiate this way. So I'll, I appreciate the question, but I'll uh, I'll I'll leave it at that. Kyler, do you want to talk about it? Oh no, no, I'm good. I'm good. Solid. All right. Well, All that's basically ha happening here, I don't know why I'm letting this play, but might as well. Uh, pictures with uh, Steve uh, and uh, Kyler and uh, uh, Cliff. Uh, I love that question um, at the end uh, by uh, 
by Colt McCoy. I think that's a question that a lot of people were kind of wondering. All right, now you got your money. That seemed to be what was going on. Uh, why you hadn't been coming? Uh, you going to come? <laughs> you know, uh, I think that was a very good, um, a very good uh, question. Um, and then there, uh, I have an uh, interview. Uh, um, it, uh, Danny Sarek, who's a um, uh, one of the reporters, uh, kind of like a sideline reporter, um, you know, for not really for TV or the radio broadcast, um, but she does do some reporting. Um, and so she had a quick interview. So I'm gonna go ahead and and uh, get that queued up and 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 get that playing. And then the last thing, um, uh, or last or second to last uh, I hadn't uh, I think there might there's one maybe two things but it will be for Arizona sports um, when uh, Steve uh, joined um, Arizona sports and uh, just a quick uh, interview on that so just gonna play that um, and I don't think there's anything else but there might be but I think if, if that is Steve is the last thing I'll, I'll do and that that'd be the end of the show but uh um, Kyler and uh, uh, Danny Sarek. Kyler, you've been pretty tight-lipped throughout this whole process. However, when you did speak, you were crystal clear on your intentions on wanting to stay in Arizona. Why did you never waver from wanting to be a Cardinal? I mean, they're the ones who took a chance on me, um, you know, understanding all the heat that they would have, you know, that they did take um, drafting a 510 quarterback. No one's ever done that. Um, you know, I understand that. Forever grateful for the opportunity they've, you know, given me. Um, and I love it here. You know, this is this is home. You know, besides Texas, this is home for me. Um, man, I've had a great three years so far. And for me, this is really just a start. You know, I feel like each year we've gotten better. All we've done is do this. And, um, Look forward to continuing to do that over the you know, next couple of years. How much did your relationships with your head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, as well as your teammates play a role in you wanting to stay here? I mean, it's everything. Um, you know, Coach Kingsbury, he, he's like, you know, I've known him since high school. So that, that relationship there will forever always be, uh, you know, near and dear to me, um, along with building the relationships in the building, building relationships with uh, my teammates. Obviously, you know, this is the, you know, it's the league. So um, guys come and go, but, um, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's like I said, it's everything. You know, this game is something I've always loved to play. Um, it's a dream come true for me. And to be able to build all these relationships, the camaraderie, um, these, these are friendships and relationships that I'll have forever. So for me, it's, it was huge. You are very cards to the chest on social media. You've always been private. Yeah. <laughs> How would you like the public to know the type of leader you are? Um, you know, day, day one, um, in any new situation I've ever walked into, I've always been the guy that's, you know, wanted to prove myself before I, you know, ever step, stepped over any boundaries or said anything um, to anybody because I've always, you know, that was, that was always what was preached to me, you know. Um, I, how can I tell somebody what to do if I'm not doing my job? And that was, you know, that's, that was my mentality. I felt like over the years, obviously, you know, being a young guy, getting more comfortable, being around grown men, it's a new situation. But at the end of the day, I was built for it. You know, I was ready for it. Um, and like I said, all I feel like we, we've done is do this. And for that, um, you know, the the uh, being more comfortable, you know, that comes into play. And then, 
so it's easy for me, you know, I'm a natural born leader. I feel like guys follow me naturally. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, sometimes there's a place, there's, there's a time and a place to be rah-rahing in God's face and there's a time to not be. But for me, man, I, I lead by example and, and, and the guys know that. We haven't had a chance to hear from you since learning about DeAndre Hopkins' six-game suspension or the addition of your college teammate, your very good friend, Hollywood Brown. How do you see this new combination of offensive weapons playing out for you? Oh, it's a blessing uh, to be able to have that many weapons. You know, obviously, you can look at it one way as it's hard to get everybody the ball and make everybody happy, or you can look at it as, you know, it's, it's, it's a grateful and, um, like I said, a blessed situation to have all these guys around me. A lot of playmakers, um, I feel like, Offensively, we look completely different from when I first got here to now, um, which is, you know, it's, it helps me out a lot. You know, they believe in me to get guys around me and um, pour into me, you know what I'm saying? So um, to have Keith and, and, you know, Hop and Ertz and James and Rondell and all the guys that we have, it, it's, uh, I feel like, you know, we were already explosive the past couple of years. I feel like, you know, the next step is just to, you know, keep going up and take it to the next level. And with the guys around, uh, the guys that we have on offense, I feel like that's possible. You can see the excitement on your face. You're yeah. smiling even just yeah. naming all those weapons. Like I said, man, it's, it's just, I, I know, I feel like there's an untapped, um, that the potential of, of what we can be is exciting. And um, I, I think the guys know that. You know, I know our coaches know it. I just, you know, hopefully um, with the reps and, and the time put together, I feel like, you know, it's all, all it's up to us to just go out there and execute. You are now the second highest paid quarterback. Entering year four in the league, how do you start defining your legacy? I've always, as far as legacy goes, to me it's about winning. Um, you know, obviously I've done some, you know, great individual things, uh, some things that have never been done before, uh, which I definitely take pride in, uh, being the guy that nobody thought would be able to do the things that I've done um, so far in the league. Um, but for me, it's all about winning. Uh, nothing else, um, it's about winning. And, you know, I think that's how everybody should be judged, you know. Um, Obviously, the stats and stuff are cool, but for me, it's about winning Super Bowls. You know, if I if I don't win Super Bowls or if I don't win Super Bowl, um, I, I feel like it'll be not necessarily a failure. But I, I, you know, that, that's that's my goal is to win championships. And if I don't get it, you know, if I don't if I don't lead this organization to a championship, a multiple, then you know, I, I didn't I didn't fulfill my promise. That's how I see it. So there you have it. Um, Kyler with uh, Danny Sarek, one-on-one interview. And then, um, like I said, there is one last thing that I was uh, going to uh, to play. And let me uh, get it uh, going. Um, I think it was uh, Burns and Gambo, but I do want to double check. And uh, let's see. Da, 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 da over here and all right uh, da, 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 da. yep um Where is it? Where is it? 
Well, shoot. I don't know if I can find it. Uh, let, let me take a quick break. We'll, we'll be right back. Um, and uh, if I have it, I have it. If I don't, I don't. I want to keep, you know, you hear me, uh, 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 you know, waiting for uh, me to try to find it. So uh, we'll be right back on uh, Big Sky Sports Talk. All right, I uh, do have it. So uh, without further ado, uh, on the Wolf and Luke show um, with um, um, uh, Paul Calvisi sitting in for um, um, Luke Lipinski, here is the uh, interview with uh, Steve Keim um, after that uh, press conference. It's us now here at Cardinals HQ from the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. Looking resplendent in that nice suit. <laughs> that was network TV worthy over there, Steve Kime. We heard Kyler Murray say, he used words like, it's a blessing. He's grateful. He's honored that the team has confidence not only in drafting a 5'10 quarterback, but now doubling down, investing more than $200 million. Uh, how about your emotions as a GM in this moment? Well, I mean, I think that uh, if you look back to um, the time three years ago where we made the decision, which a lot of people thought was a risk at the time, um, we were obviously very confident, Michael, myself, Coach Kingsbury. But... You know, really, at the end of the day, it's it's what you want to have happen. I mean, you want mm-hmm. to have a player determine that you're going to have to pay him after the third year. And uh, that was the goal all along, and obviously a proud day for all of us. So, I mean, through the whole process, Steve, how, how are you feeling through this? I mean, I know there's ups and downs. And when you negotiate, too, you, you literally are looking at a wall saying the wall is white. No, it isn't. It's black. Prove that it isn't. So these negotiations overall, compared to some of the other contracts you've done. How did it fare? Yeah, I think it went well. Um, I've had a long relationship with Eric Burkhardt, his agent, um, so we kept things professional. I mean, there's always a few tense moments here and there, but um, he he did not take me up on that steel cage match that I offered. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know he wanted none of that smoke. That was yeah, interesting. That's right. He wanted well, none of that. What's interesting, I think a lot of us found intriguing, is that you got a deal done almost right away for Cliff Kingsbury. With the same agent. But then the Kyler Murray. So how did, how did you have a separation of church and state there? No, I mean, it, they, they do a great job of, of remaining professional and keeping it isolated to the individual you're currently talking about. I've been in fights with agents before, and then 10 minutes later I had to talk about another player, and it was, you know, happy-go-lucky. So hmm. it happens, and that's the business, and we all sort of have emotions, and they come out. But at the end of the day, again, I think that um, this for the organization and for the player is really, really good because I think it accomplished the goals that I talked about in the press conference is you know, taking care of the player and making sure that the organization has the ability to do some things moving forward as so well. So when you sign a guy to this kind of contract right here, obviously it says an awful lot about your confidence. And what, what is the expectation that you have for Kyler Murray? What is the expectation as a football player for Kyler? Well, I, I truly think he, he's just starting to scratch the surface. And for him to be able to do what he's done in the last three years, knowing that I think he's going to get remarkably better because he's going to continue to work and continue to do all the different things that are necessary. Uh, the sky's the limit. It really is. I mean, I think that, you know, again, you wake up every day and how many teams do you work for that you roll out of bed and you have a chance to win a Super Bowl? Yeah. To me, this guy gives us a chance to win the Super Bowl, and that's something to be excited about. He cited attention to detail. Those were his words as, as to maybe what undermined the end of the season. Have you been able to diagnose exactly what needs to change this season? 
No, I, you know, I think self-evaluation is the best part of it, and I think Kyler has obviously had some time to do that. Um, I think attention to detail probably for all of us. You know, I think that's something that in the business world, um, in sports and competition, that, that it's required to, to, to win it all. And uh, the fact that Kyler understands that and he sees it, and I know he's worked diligently this offseason, um, again, I think that we're going to continue to improve. And, and Coach Kingsbury's done the same thing, you know, to be able to self-evaluate and be humble and understand where you need to improve. I, he's obviously done a great job of that, in my opinion. You know, for me, Steve, uh, the the thing that has happened over the last two years, and I would I would say last year specifically, to actually see the collapse after being 10-2. and two, I say it all the time. 10-2, and two, and you know this, Steve. You don't get to be 10-2 and two and be a bad football team. Right. You do not. You're a really, really good football team when you are 10-2. and two. It's not like saying, oh, we started the season 4-2, and 5-2, and two, even 6-2. and two. It's not like that. 10-2 and two says so much about your football team right now. Man, how do you fix the end of the year? Have you guys worked on that? Have you identified yeah. that? Have you had the conversations? Absolutely. And you have to have, have open eyes. Who? What the heck, man? I don't Wolf. Give me a second. I'm really trying to get everything going. Um, I apologize. I really um, don't know what's happening with with um, my phone and not playing everything in its entirety. Um, but uh, uh, I really like, you know, what Steve said there, and I really wish I can get back to that second that question that uh, Wolf was asking. About the collapse, did they address it? You know, what did they do to address it? I think that's very important for what's going on right now um, with the Cardinals, um, because the ten and two stretch was something that you know you never really see happen. Um, so it's tough. It's tough. But um, goodness. Um, a lot of issues, a lot of issues tonight. Um, um, but one thing great about, you know, issues is that you can learn from them. Still trying to find it, try to get back to that spot. Um, it's uh, kind of difficult, but um, almost uh, almost got it. So bear with me. I'm sorry, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. Let me plug myself, I guess, right now. So that way when this is over with, um, I can just kind of, you know, end it. You know, when, when the press conference is over, I just say, all right, that's it. And uh, hit my outro music. But uh, find me at Big uh, Big Sky Sports uh, at uh, 
if you need to email me, you can. Um, you can big sky sports at gmail.com. Uh, big sky sports on Facebook. Um, uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, you know, I don't have Twitter, but I have Twitter for myself. Um, so love to hear from you. Um, but, uh, you know, it's been, uh, good to get stuff that get going. So big sky sports, David R. Murphy, but, uh, here is Wolf's question. I, I got it. So I'm going to hear that now. 10 and 2 and you know this team you don't get to be 10 and 2 and be a bad football team you do not you're a really really good football team when you are 10 and 2 it's not like saying oh we started the season 4 and 2 5 and 2 even 6 and 2 it's not like that 10 and 2 says so much about your football team right now man how do you fix the end of the year have you guys worked on that have you identified that have you had the conversations absolutely and you have to have have open honest conversations conversations about what went wrong and they're difficult conversations to have because they're not comfortable yet at the same time you have to be able to um flush it eventually and i think that that's what this team has been able to do is just to flush it you know we we acknowledge it it's a chip on our shoulder it makes us mad but at the same time we're going to use that as a chip on our shoulder to make sure that we get better and improve do you think that leadership had anything to do with it the fact that jj watt went down after seven weeks the fact that d hop went down. Do you think leadership had anything to do with it at the end of the year? You know, every team goes through those the injuries um, and attrition, but at the end of the day, I don't ever want to make excuses, whether it's leadership, whatever it may have been, consistency, attention to detail, uh, a number of things I think that added up, but uh, again, the thing that I appreciate the most is seeing these guys like JJ and Zach Ertz in here every morning, and they're in here all day, every day, and guys like those guys that have continued to work and push through it, and I, I know they're going to be great examples for the team this year. When it comes to leadership, what do you need out of your franchise quarterback? Because he's certainly paid like a leader right now. Yeah, I think, you know, people lead in different ways. I think for him to continue to feel comfortable using his voice, you know, not only with the team, but with the organization itself. I've told him a hundred times, I love to hear what he has to say. You know, come to me, tell me what you think. Because they look through a different set of lenses than, than we do in the personnel department. So I, I appreciate that. And some of the, the best decisions we've made are coming from, you know, someone like Carson Palmer giving me advice on something that a guy he played with or somebody that he liked at a college um, because they have a different narrative, you know? So again, I, I, I welcome him to use his voice. Steve, last year, of course, going into last offseason, um, not this offseason, but the year before that, man, you had a clear-cut mission. You said, we got to get more physical and we've got to bring more leadership inside that locker room. Did you have that same... What, what was your offseason goal this year compared to that? It was um, looking at free agency and looking at the analytics and the approach analytically. Not that I hang my hat on analytics because I really do watch the tape and that's yeah, what I base right. it on. But free agency in the offseason and paying players over $10 million a year has not fared well for most teams. It's just a fact. Mm-hmm. So applied that and thought about the players that we had to renew, which were Zach Ertz, James Conner, guys like that. And I knew what they were. We had the answers to the test already. 
So to me, that's a lot different from going out and guessing on a player mm-hmm. and failing. You know, to me, it's you're putting a lot of money into these players. If you already have, know a lot about those guys and have the answers, sign them, resign them. You know about their leadership. You know about their competitiveness. And um, so it was very important for me to sign those guys in this offseason. And the big move you did make, you had inside info, right? And Hollywood Brown because yeah. of your quarterback. So what is Hollywood Brown, based on what you've seen all the way through the minicamp, what do you think he's going to do for this offense and this team this year? Well, I think anytime you add a guy like that with that type of vertical speed, it's going to open things up. I mean, it's we have enough offensive weapons now that I truly feel like teams are going to have a tough time deciding what they want to do, which, you know, whether it's bracket, whether it's going to be all the different things, doubling people, you know, you're going to have to make a decision. And when you do make that decision, there's going to be opportunities. And I think with a guy like Hollywood Brown and the speed that he possesses, that's a quick home run. You know what I love about that, too, Steve, is just the fact, once again, you brought a guy in who doesn't have to touch the ball to change the defense. (laughs) I mean, that to me is what really gets me jacked up. There are a few guys in the league that do that. I I also know, too, when D-Hop is back, of course, hey, listen, the number one job for any defensive coordinator, you got to take away DeAndre Hopkins from Kyler Murray. That's what you're going to do. And that really helps clear it up. No doubt. It helps clear it up for Kyler. It helps clear it up for a play caller. Everything, it helps clear it up. You know how it is from a coverage standpoint. I mean, when you watch a guy like Hollywood on tape and you see those corners Corners at ten, and they start to pedal before it snaps. <laughs> and you're like, "Whoa, yeah. there's some serious cushion, especially on second and three. And exactly. All we need is yeah. a little zero. Yeah, right? exactly. So, um, they're, they're and again, they're, they're, their relationship and the communication between those guys, I think, is just going to be exceptional. Yes. Yeah, they're already making eye contact out there and making adjustments. They have little hand signals going all the way back to their right. their college days. The GM Steve Kime joins us in 98.7 FM Arizona Sports. Tis the season for a Kime time sign or two. Mm. What are the prospects of that between now and August? You know, I I would say that um, it'd be likely that we would would sign a a couple guys at least, uh, kick some tires. You never know. To me, that's what you do. This time of year, whenever there are guys out there on the street that have had some success in the past, they might determine that it's time to get off the couch and take a chance on that guy. And again, we've had a few guys in the past that we've had success with that we signed this time of year. I think Jermaine Gresham was one of them. Tommy Kelly. There's some different guys that we signed later in the process um, that have helped us. So I remember going all the way back to John Abraham. Yes. Eric Winston. Exactly. Yeah, guys. Yeah. That's right. That was big time. Right yeah. There. So again, there'll be opportunities, and and we'll certainly jump if there are. So talk to me a little bit about the inside linebackers, Zayvon mm-hmm. Collins, right now, and Isaiah Simmons, and your expectation going into this season out of those two young guys. I have high expectations. Um, Zayvon had his time to watch and understand and, and get the pro game, uh, specifically this schematic approach to it. Um, I think that Isaiah Simmons has continued to get better and better. Again, there are. Th- facets of his game that he still has to hone in on, but I mean, the guy had exceptional production last year, and his length and his athleticism is second to none. Uh, I think he's going to have a big year, especially the way that we use him this year. Uh, I think Vance has a great uh, a great understanding of how he's going to use his skill set. Nick Vigil, I think, was a great pickup. Very smart, intelligent guy, and just a good football player. When you watched him on tape, whether it was in Minnesota or Cincinnati, mm-hmm. the guy was a good football player, and if you look at his stats, he's a, he's a tackling machine. He's a genius, too. Right. <laughs> Sit here and talk to him. Oh, man. We saw Max 
Williams go on pup today. Uh, what have you seen so far out of Trey McBride? And then how about your two third round pass rushers, edge guys? Is it realistic to think you can get return on investment in those guys sooner than later? Yeah, I mean, just what have we seen of them so far? Which is obviously um, nothing in pads, but just Trey's movement, his explosiveness, his ability to create separation in the passing game, his toughness, his commitment to the game, and the way he handles himself. He carries himself like a pro already. You know, a very mature rookie. Um, so I think he will be able to um, certainly make some some big plays for us this year and, and, and be a real impact. Those two pass rushers, I mean, MyJ Sanders is a real long, athletic guy. I mean, when you look at him physically, he kind of reminds you of, um, um, oh gosh, I'm throwing a blank here, Simeon Rice. Simeon, when you look yes. at the length and the yeah, movement right. and athleticism, yeah. now, we'll be certainly happy if he has Simeon Rice's pass rush production, but <laughs> sure. the guy has got a lot of raw talent. And then, um, you know, our guy from San Diego State is just a, he's, he's a stud now. He, he has looked really, really good. And I think the only reason he was there when we picked was because of the injury. Yeah, talk to me about Rodney Hudson in this offensive line and where you think the state of the offensive line is right now. I think another another year of all those guys playing together and playing in unison is going to be big. Rodney, you know, I think it's like a lot of players. You know, I think that they have to take the offseason at that age. Larry used to do it a lot and determine whether they're going to continue playing depending on how their body re- re- reacts. Mm. So I think that Rodney's in a good place. He's excited. He wouldn't come back unless he was going to be 100%. And uh, we're certainly thrilled that he is coming back. You got a newfound respect for the importance of the center position a little bit after last year, didn't you? No question. No question. And, you know, it, not that it was never a, a, an important position, just the fact that that position nowadays comes with so much intellectual uh, not, knowledge of the game, whether it's seeing things and, and, and making calls and alerts, but also just the ability nowadays, especially when your quarterback's 5'10", is to be able to handle that interior pressure. Justin Pugh, ready to go. Going to be, you what, your left guard? Is that where you see him? Yeah, actually lining just, up? Justin's, Justin's, he's look good, man. He, he is, he's right. really put on some weight. I thought prior to that, I mean, he's starting to look like the Backstreet Boys, so I'm a little concerned. <laughs> yes, but, Will so, Hernandez. I like, I love Will Hernandez. He's going to brawl. He's going to brawl. Will right Hernandez is a foot-to-foot mauler, as they would say. <laughs> is that a position battle in terms of right guard, Will Hernandez, Justin Murray? And where do you see position battles in this you know, game? I would also say Justin Murray, and I would also um, add Josh Jones to that mix. You know, Josh has done a lot of good things, particularly his ability to play inside and out, play tackle and guard, and and he certainly looked good this uh, this spring. But yeah, we have a number of options. I feel like we're pretty deep on the offensive line. Just got to continue to get better. The last question for me, Trey McBride, is this a stud tight end who can also be a move tight end? Is he a combination of those two things? Yeah, he is a combination because he's done things where he's been uh, played on the line of scrimmage, Wolf, and he's knocked people off the ball and, and done some good things in the run game. And then he's also done some of the cross protection stuff, almost like a fullback, you know, where you're 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 leading and you're 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 blocking on the edge, and he's Speaking extremely good in space. Yeah, extremely good in space. No, don't encourage him to ask Cliff Kingsbury the fullback question, please. Oh, yeah, Dave. Right. We, we can't have that happen again. Come All right, on. here's my last question. Uh, what are you most curious to find out in training camp? What would you love to have an answer to by the time week one rolls around? I would say probably um, depth at corner, and I would also say uh, how our young players on defense step up. I feel really, really good about this offense. I feel good about the defense, but I think that there are some young players that have to step up defensively to, to feel really, really good about that side of the ball. Steve, congratulations, man. Yeah. It was a big day, no doubt about it. Congratulations yeah. Thank to you. you, Michael, and the entire organization. Yep, absolutely. You even you survived Colt McCoy asking a question in the pressers. So that was all good. <laughs> there you go. The GM Steve Kime here on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports. We'll be back with more right after this.
Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's pretty much it. Pretty much everything that I wanted to uh, to uh, talk about. Everything I wanted to play. Um, you know, good uh, first series win back from the uh, break for the Diamondbacks. Um, Rodney Hudson coming back. Kyler Murray getting signed. Um, some th- uh, answers. Uh, our questions being answered. Um, things are looking pretty good, and. Uh, you know, so a feel good story with Isaiah there, um, with a wolf and a lot of a lot of things uh, going on in this show. Appreciate everybody listening. It's a long it's a long show. I know um, it was a little over an hour. I already know um, with uh, um, Cardinals talk um, in about a half an hour or so with the Diamondbacks. So um, I hope everybody enjoyed it. It's been a while. Um, but when it's been a while, you know, you get a long, big, healthy, long show um, at Big Sky Sports Talk at uh, David Murphy or David R. Murphy on some of them. I did change some of my handles, um, but you can find me, email me at uh, um, Big Sky Sports Talk at gmail.com. Um, please look me up. Please share. Please inter- interact. Um, and uh I hope to uh, uh, hear from you guys, or well, I hope to uh, speak to you guys uh, very, very soon. Until next time.